Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined at an undisclosed Jimmy John's location with my boy, Isaac Harris, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? I got to have a full, uh, full stomach. I just ate a ham and cheese slim. <laughs> so it was a good. Shout out to Jimmy John's. Shout out to Jimmy John's. Um, Shout out for being the only place to eat within walking distance of American Airlines. Not, the, ol- not the only place. <laughs> one of the only places. If you don't want to go to Hooters, this is the place to Hooters go. Hooters and this other random bar. But we're like, hey, let's just do Jimmy John's. So, yeah, we're doing the podcast here. It's media day. We just finished. And uh, some interesting things happened. Let's not bury the lead here. The uh, the story that's going out from media day is that Nerlens Noel is probably not going to start with the Mavericks. Were you surprised by that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was something that we put a board bet on that I th- thought would yeah. happen at some point, but not right off the bat. And Rick didn't Rick didn't shy away from it. Uh, Rick was pretty clear. He that, nobody asked him. He just came out and like. Yeah, he <laughs> said it. He said he had a, a conversation. I guess, I guess he, Matt Mosley asked him if he anticipated him starting. Yeah. So I guess he was sort of alluded to that. He but. said that two days ago, uh, Rick said he had a conference call with Rich Paul. Nerlens and I think Donnie. Yeah, I, I have the quote right here. He said, uh, you know, I had a discussion three days ago with Nerlens' agent, Rich Paul, about that. Then two days ago, Nerlens, myself, Rich Paul, and Donnie Nelson were on a conference call talking about it. Carlisle said, I basically said to them that I'm not sure he is going to start. Then he went on to say, at this point in time, Dirk at the five position is probably the best scenario for Dirk and our team. And I just don't think Dirk is, is that guy that's going to come off the bench as long as I'm here. There's a very good chance Nerlens is going to come off the bench. So that to me, I mean, I was surprised, and I immediately had to like, I stopped what I was doing and like had to write a story and send it out because that was like, yeah, that's huge. I mean, I, I mean, it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing for media day, and yeah, um, yeah, surprised that it's happening this early. We we thought all along, hey, like they're not going to bench Dirk, but then you have this. Which is super weird because we immediately say, hey, okay, Seth is going to be the starter. and Right. Which, yeah, we we say he's going to be, but Rick also said that he's unsure if he's going to be the starter right now. And What would be the other option? I can't even think. Finney of, Smith. I guess Finney Smith starting again? But if he doesn't At shoot the, the three, they can't start him. Yeah. If, I mean, he, if, can't he, shoot, if, if he doesn't hit the three, you might as well just put Nerlens out there at three. <laughs> if he shoots the th- well, they'd have him at four, so. Yeah. If he shoots the ball like he did in summer league, he won't be out there. Yeah, maybe the white pals a starter. <laughs> we just talked to Doyle about Josh McRoberts. Maybe he gets the nod. He could get uh, some serious playing time in uh, preseason. Yeah, I could see that. But so with with Nerlens Noel though, it was definitely surprising. I mean, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know we just sort of penciled him in there as a starter, and it doesn't look like that is 
as for sure of a case. Now, he, he left it open-ended. He didn't just say he's yeah. not going to start. He said he's not sure if he's going to start, which to me, I always think that that's funny because you're the coach. You get to decide that. Like, I guess he's leaving some of it up for how he responds in training camp and things like that. But you're the coach. Like, you get to make that decision. It's not like we're asking you. Like, we say on the podcast, I'm not sure if Nerland's going to start. That's a th- Like, we don't really know. But he knows. That's the, I just don't understand that sometimes. When he first said it, that Nerland's not going to start, what was your gut reaction? Man, my gut reaction, well, besides just to tweet it as fast as I could, yeah. <laughs> was, was uh, that they – gosh, I didn't, I didn't want to go too deep in it. I was just surprised. Mine was two words. He gone. That's what everybody on, on Twitter <laughs> is saying to me, that he's just gone. Do you think he's just gone? I think, yeah, I think it's, I think he's done. That to like, me didn't – as much as what, what Nerland said later – that made me think he was gone, but not not when he wasn't going to start. I think that is a fluid situation. He turned down $70 million to come back and sign a qualifying offer, and he's not even going to start. And when I just talked to him, I asked him, when did you find out that you were not going to start? I said, was it literally two days ago? And he said, yeah, two days ago. Yeah. I'm like, dang, bruh. Like, you – yeah. You, he, he, he answered questions – uh, a little bit better than I thought he would. He kind of beat around the bush a little bit. For, he was very well prepared. He was definitely prepared. Um, he didn't give any, like, just, I don't know, out there answer or anything like that. But, yeah. I mean, it's, like, how no matter how you want to put it, it's not the best scenario at all. Like, no, you no. didn't get your contract, and now you're not going to start. And you're going in the next summer and needing prob- to prove a lot of things and exactly. potentially not getting the time to do it. Exactly. So, um, I mean, we know that he's probably going to be the, he's going to be the first guy. Um, yeah, he's probably going to be yeah, six. I mean, man, Dirk's going to you know Dirk's going to come out and in, in the first quarter and Nerlens will go in and they'll play with that lineup, but he's not starting. And I think you asked him, didn't you? Asking him starting means to him. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask him is, uh, does he care about starting? Yeah. You know and. He said, I care about winning. But he answered it really quick. And the yeah. rest of the questions that were asked, he did not answer very quick. So, to me, that says that he does care, but he's not going to tell us. You know, He's going he's gonna to deflect or he's ha- he has a prepared answer in his head because he does not want to be faced with that question. Yeah. And, yeah, that, so that's specifically what I wanted to ask him about. Um, then the question that was asked to him about does he want to be here long term, <laughs> that to me was, was huge. He said – um, and then he looked at the floor. The whole time he had been standing up, and I think body language matters in situations like this. Maybe oh, yeah. on the court it doesn't matter a ton. I, I think it matters, but maybe not as much. But what he did was he, he was standing pretty straight up the entire time during the interview. When then somebody asked about that, he put his hands on the podium. He sort of kicked back. He kicked his legs back a little bit. He leaned forward, and he just like kind of looked at the podium and just sort of like tried to collect his thoughts. And then he said, um, and like hesitated. <laughs> And then the whole room I was like, was, "Dang, bro, what are you about to say?" The, the whole I, that was my thought. I was like, "Man, are you really going to say that you're not? You know, you're going to say anything other than you, know, you don't want to be here?" Yeah. He said, "Um, I love the city of Dallas," and then said a bunch of other things and said, "That's for my agent to figure out down the road." He put a lot on his agent. Any question that was asked to him about who Which led the negotiation, I would too. I would too if I was. Oh yeah, you, I mean know, that's the job. I mean. If, I would do that now if <laughs> like, people were asking me, like, are you going to continue writing for Mo- Mavs Moneyball? Like, uh. That's for my agent to decide. <laughs> Which my agent right now is my wife, so. <laughs> Just 
Just kidding. Uh, so that that was surprising to me. I that he didn't come right out and say that. You I mean, know, he like said he loved be. the city of Dallas. So I mean, that's that, the cop out answer, though. Oh, oh yeah, that's for not sure. The, I love the organization. But, but there's not saying, a there's not a right answer to say that really for him because, like, you don't know if you. I mean, yeah, it would be cool to be here long term probably for him, but he knows he didn't get paid this summer, so. He's going to be coming off the bench next summer, and, oh, yeah, let's give our bench player max contract. Okay. This yeah. is what I've been saying all along. Like, like the birds' rights, the bird rights of all oh, the Dallas can offer more than other teams, I don't even think that matters one bit because he's not going to get a max contract. They're so. not going to get to that point where they no. need to exercise that exactly. extra amount that they can offer. No. So we can say that all season. Like, we can say that what like, that that's going to matter and stuff, but it's I don't think it is in the end. Gosh. <laughs> I thought your mic went out. No, like, no, no, no. It's just weird. Like, it's just weird to think about how yeah, we were I so mean, sure, and now it's yeah, I so mean, different. We look for we look for these curveballs. We look for, you know, something to come out of media day, and this was it. I mean, this was the biggest um, – because they were – they had a plan to – Rick had a plan to talk about it, and yeah. he, he detailed that as far as – and we agree. I mean, Dirk is the best at center at this point in his career. So, I mean, that's, you know – for Dirk, he can't really guard, you know, fours in today's game. So they're just going to get ahead of it. We think Seth's going to start, and it's going to be a super fun. You know, pace was a big thing. They yeah, they talked about you know about playing too. faster. Carlisle said, "Hey, that you know, I want to play faster. That's my plan." So we'll see, and they can spread the floor. I mean, we just talked about this on the last pod, I think, as far as the differences between having a you know, a Dirk at center lineup, then everybody can hit the three. So yeah. it's going to be really fun offensively. Uh, defensively, it'll be interesting. My One of my favorite quotes was from Dirk when they asked him about the pace. <laughs> this and is he great. said, he said, well, um, I'll definitely be trailing <laughs> because I, I'm not going to be leading anybody. <laughs> that was so great. And what a that's great the buzzer quote. for the end of Lockdown Maps. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> he said, I'll be trailing for sure. Such a great yeah. The, the tempo thing was interesting. Um, Which I mean, do you I, believe them pushing the tempo that they're gonna try to up the tempo? They were last oh, yeah. in the league last oh, year yeah. in tempo. I think they're, they're gonna push it a lot with. Um, I think Barnes mentions it in our conversation that will come out tomorrow or Wednesday on Lockdown Mavs. He mentioned how like pace, you know, that they're they're wanting to push it with Dennis. They're gonna want to get him the ball and. Yeah. You know, when they say we haven't had a point guard like this in a while or ever, like they're lying because it's never happened. <laughs> well, like you know, it's completely different than what Dwell was, and you know they can just get it to Dennis and say, "Hey, take off, do your thing." So yeah, I think it's going to be a fun season. It might not result in a bunch of wins, but it's going to be a fun season. And but I mean, somebody asked Harrison Barnes, "Is playoffs a reasonable goal?" And he said, "I believe so." Which, what else can he say? I mean, is he going to say no? <laughs> did we <laughs> did we learn anything about Dennis Smith Jr. today? No. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I, I'm trying to think about stuff I'm going to write about about him, but it just everything seems to be. Everything's been asked for him. There's nothing, there's nothing new yet until, I mean, from player comparisons to <laughs> his hops. And to, we heard Derrick Rose again today. We got a summer times. story. Nerlens yeah. compared him to Chris Paul a little bit, though. That was, yeah. the, that was the first time I had heard that. Um, somebody said uh, Damian Lillard. So, 
I like the question somebody asked uh, Dennis. What do you think about your like? How do you feel about your three point shot? He's like, what you mean? He's like, what about it? What about and it? The guy asked him, "Is that something you're going to build on?" No, my favorite question was the guy who asked um, Harrison, "What is the you know the similarities between uh, Steph and Dennis?" <laughs> that was Harrison's like, um, "That was the greatest question of the whole day." Steph's like, "Um, I think they're like." He's like, "They're a little different. <laughs> they're a little different." I don't think Dennis shoots as many threes as Steph, and I think he's Those a little bit more probably athletic. The most different point guards <laughs> in the NBA because Dennis is like obviously the you know. Springy you guys, jump. Dwight Powell and Harrison Barnes are walking past Jimmy They're Jones by right now. Jimmy Jones right now. They're hanging out. We could do grab you, them and say, "Hey, Isaac, do you think that Harrison Barnes and Dwight Powell hanging out? This is now the second time we've seen them hanging out. Oh, we heard about them at the AT&T, yeah. and now here in front of Jimmy Johns. Do you think them hanging out is good for the Mavericks? Yeah, dude. We said all along, Dwight Powell's a really cool dude. Like, he's a good guy, and like he's friends with all these like guys on the team. Is that why he's still on the team? No, nobody, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's safe outside of Dirk for the Mavericks. So. Oh, man. So the team's going to try to play faster. Dennis is still going to start, and that didn't change. I thought there might be a chance that maybe Carlisle would back on that a little, go backtrack a little bit nope. on that. But, no, he said my plan at this point, still start Dennis. Then he said he's not, not sure he's going to start Nerlens. Uh, that opens it up for Seth a lot, too. And I feel like if the, if the team has to choose between Nerlens or Seth, next summer that they are leaning towards Seth a lot right now. I think a lot of it has to do with Dirk also because Dirk's not going to come off the bench. So especially Dirk's decision next summer to continue his career could play into Nerland's decision. Yeah. So that will be uh, be interesting to monitor. But, yeah, I mean, this is is a big day for Seth. I mean, we've been saying all along, is he going to be the new Jason Terry? Is he – is he going to accept his role coming off the bench? I mean, that was, like, the question I had in my, like, back pocket for Rick. Of yeah. How is Seth going to adjust to this bench role? And then before I can even ask that, he's like, Nerland's coming he off the bench. The I was like, oh, crap, man. They can't even ask that question. So. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Here's another thing that I found interesting from what Rick Carlisle said before we move on to Dirk. Um, He's talking about... The question about athletes protesting and stuff came up a lot, and this is this is something that you and I are both interested in: is you know what kind of role do they have, and what does it, you know, athletes taking a stand for their beliefs and things is something mm. that we're passionate about. But Carlisle said that he backs his players a hundred percent. This is the quote: uh, "We support our players a hundred percent on whatever they decide to do." Now, in the NBA, there are a couple things. In the NBA, you're not allowed to; you have to stand on the on the uh, on the line during the national anthem it's in the it's literally in the constitution like they would be breaking you know their their contract if they don't do like certain things like that obviously it wouldn't be that severe where they you know yeah. let's say like harrison barnes decides to sit down you know <laughs> they break his contract it's not, not gonna be like that but it's in the nba constitution which is part of the you know collective bargaining agreement and everything 
to uh, to do that. So they're not. There's not going to be something like that. But they might do something else. We saw the, what was it? The, uh, I can't remember which team last year wore those shirts. Nah, I can't remember. Before the, it was the Clippers. No, it was the Clippers a couple years ago with Donald Sterling. That was a little different. But Clippers, uh, Cleveland. There's different people wore different yeah, shooting shirts. People have made stands, but the Mavericks have gotten all together, uh, and already have met and talked about this. I, I don't think they're a team that's going to do something, but. It, it was addressed a lot of times, and yeah, Dirk and said, I like that Carlisle said that he was a hundred percent behind them because we've seen you know well, it helps when you got Cuban yeah, that is right. pretty um, <laughs> pretty open about his um, stance he is on not these Jerry issues. Jones, that is for sure. Uh, no, he is not Jerry Jones. Um, but Dirk also said that they're going to meet back together. They just you know he's they reference different times that you know a couple of these players, a couple of these guys, you know they they're just now getting back to Dallas, so. Getting back to getting together as a team and hearing each other's opinions, and Derek talked about that, and like, like hey, like we're going to talk about it more, see, see what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, this whole, I thought Harrison Barnes um, was classic Harrison Barnes. He had some really solid answers about this yeah. whole subject. A little more candid than I expected. He, yeah. he revealed a little bit more than I thought. Just some of the frustrations and yeah. the quote about him saying like. You know, it's kind of it's weird that the president had time to, you know, address not just Steph Curry specifically, but to address his invite. Not necessarily like he didn't yeah. even address, you know, Steph Curry as a person or a player. He addressed the invite like, of Steph. Of so it was all like the things that's going on in the world. He said, you know, he had time. He took the time to address Steph's invite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to go down that road too much. Um, on the pod, but uh, Barnes, I, I, I do want people, if you can, find a stream or something to hear Barnes's remarks because he, he had – Barnes is probably the most well-spoken person yeah. uh, talking about – you know, like Dirk took questions on it, but Dirk was just kind of like, hmm, okay, you know, funny about it. It's not it. really Dirk's he kinda, Yeah, and, and Dirk just gives some, like, you know, short answers here and there. Barnes actually goes in into answers and explains them, and he's, he's it's really well thought out, so – I thought it was unfair. Dennis got to ask about it. I'm like, this kid's 19. Oh crap! Here we he go. answered. I thought he answered questions really well, though. Yeah, yeah. Because he um, Fort, I think Bragg is next to his hometown in yeah. um, in North Carolina, so he got which a is a military base, and you know, people were asking him about that with you know yeah. because you know it's a military town and everything that. You Pretty know, much everybody got asked about it. Yeah, day. And it's the big story in sports right now. It is. Um, when we have a president that likes to um, get involved in the sports world, um, this is why. Because some people already see it on Twitter. You know, people saying, well, yeah. why, is, why is every media day getting asked about Players getting asked about I'm like, well, the leader of our country is calling out players yeah, specifically by, by name, name on social media. So um, LeBron's tweet to Donald Trump is now like the most retweeted, most like got the most impressions of any tweet from an athlete ever. That's insane. <laughs> I um, I am not the biggest fan of having to address stuff like this at media day, but it's where we're at as a country, so it's part of it. They have to. But what else stood out to you? Uh, the, any uh, random players? Like PJ, PJ Dozier was taller than I thought. Yeah, no. Let's talk, let's do that now. Let's talk about which players were taller and shorter than we expected. Okay. PJ Dozier was definitely taller than I expected. Motley was shorter than I expected. Now he's like six ten. He's probably a six ten. He might even be like six nine. Yeah, it might even be yeah. closer to that. Yeah. But he's not he has seven some foot. Crazy hair though. It was awesome. <laughs> we can talk about hairstyles in a little bit. Nerlens had that hair again. Salo yeah. was the same height as Ner- I remember. Yeah, Nerlens. <laughs> uh, mini dreads up top are super long now. Yeah. So. 
Uh, Brendan Ashley was about the size I expected. Yeah. Jean Clavel was a little bit shorter than I expected. He's barely taller than Steph I Curry. Swear, than I Steph Curry. You just said Taco Bell. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we just uh, ate Jimmy John's. Um, Jean had the weirdest haircut. Um, well, not a, not a cut. It's just like braid situation. Yeah, he had like a tail. Um, it kind of yeah. looks like a, a Dothraki person off um, Game it was of Thrones. Like, I, this is a bad example, but it's, it was almost like French braids, but then like pulled <laughs> back together. It was like a French braid. <laughs> um, he was shorter. Yeah, yeah he was shorter than, than I expected. Um, I did not expect Malik Waynes to be any height. I did not even like, <laughs> he was think tiny. about him a lot. I still stand by. I think Dozier gets that second training camp invite. I think he probably, he'll, I, I think I he'll so. probably get the, the two-way spot. Yeah, 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 the two-way spot. That's what I meant. Um Trying to think of anybody else. Jeff Withy was really tall. Uh, he was tall, and he looked more athletic than I thought he would. When I thought of Jeff Withy, I think of like this lumbering, like Bogut type, and he oh, was yeah. pretty thin. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't as like. That's the bigs in the NBA today. Yeah, he wasn't as burly, and like, he doesn't look slow. If that makes sense. McRoberts rocked some sweet Jays. Um, he looked okay, I guess. Yeah, um, those are all the new Finney guys. Finney Smith is the same. Wes had grown out his hair a little bit. He had kind of <laughs> like his mohawk going. Hair watch. Beret and Harris were the same. Yeah. Dennis was. Dennis is probably shorter than six three. Yeah, he's he's not six three. Just like just like Beret as. or Yogi or something like that. They're, listed no. at six one. Nah, Dennis is like. Can we talk about the story that they said Dennis? Yammed on Nerlens. That's another thing we need to talk about. Harrison Barnes revealed to all of us that casually, and then it became like casually the talk. in the middle that, that Dennis Smith Jr. had jammed on Nerlens Noel in a pickup game. Yeah, he was and talking. He was like bragging on him and like what he could do, and then he was like, "Yeah, he can dunk on people." And Nerlens uh, figured that out. Nerlens definitely experienced that this summer, and he kind of like <laughs> grinned, and everybody started laughing and like, "Oh crap." And Barnes was before Nerlens and before Dennis, yep. so both of them got that question later. So we, they asked Dennis about it. We asked Nerlens about it. Uh, it was just funny. Dennis came out of his shell a little bit because on his opening, you know, he was well, very – Well, I mean, he was 19. Very reserved. Just got drafted and it was like – Well, just very reserved, but he, like, laughed a lot. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he joked about that. He, he laughed about, about, you know, dunking on Nerlens and said that – you know, oh, he'll probably get it next time, and you know, he, I caught him, you know, slipping a little bit, and then I went after him, and uh, of course, Nerland said it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> but then Dennis said that if he if he tries it again and it gets blocked, nobody's gonna hear about no. it. No, <laughs> <laughs> something I picked up, and I didn't tweet about it because I didn't know how to put it in 140 characters. But both Nerland's was asked about Dennis, and Nerland said, "Man, that's my dream oh, point yeah. guard." Yep. Dennis was asked about playing with Nerland, and Dennis said, that's my dream big man. Both of them saying, that's my dream, like, combo, like, dream point, dream big man. So then somebody asked, you know, Dennis about playing with Dirk, and he was like, oh, that's my dream other big man. You know, somebody I can shoot. He said that's a perfect front court. Yeah. He said, I got a a perfect front court. Perfect front court that we'll never play together. Man, they need to get that bread out of (laughs) this. Their bread is burning right now. Um, So, yeah, that that was a really great combo that they both said that um, we'll Try talk it. more about media day right now we're at a jimmy johnson it's not necessarily the best thing oh breaking news we didn't say this oh crap 
Dirk Nowitzki and Kobe Bryant do not speak on the phone. Dirk was just like, I mean, he got like three questions about that, being the only other guy besides Kobe, 20th season. <laughs> like, he can only answer that so many times. I know. He's that like, and that guy asking, have you talked to Kobe? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, no, we don't, we don't really, really talk on the phone or anything. <laughs> I asked Dennis about uh, signing with Under Armour because I do like shoes. Oh, and, yeah, that was a good uh, question. Just about that experience and – and he said it was more of a business decision. Yeah. And that would suck, though, because I was really thinking about it. I'm like, man, what if you grew up just loving Nike, but then Nike's, like, giving you an offer, and then, like, Under Armour's, like, doubling it or something. And you're like, crap, man, I really like Nike, but that's a ton of money to turn down. He played on the Adidas circuit, too. Yeah. He played – because I, I remember I worked those gauntlet events this summer, and they were talking about Dennis Smith playing there. And then, obviously, I interviewed his AAU coach at an Adidas event this year, so – uh, yeah, he was, you know, grew up on Adidas, and then all of a sudden, boom, just I gotta asked make him, a business decision. I asked him about a signature shoe. Yeah, he laughed about that. I've heard some grumblings that that played into maybe a decision for Under Armour, and so I asked him, I said, is there a signature shoe coming? He laughs and says, it's a secret. I think he just said secret. Yeah. I think he just said secret. <laughs> so. Like, not uh, even it's a secret, that just will be secret. A- that will be fun. It looks like we might get the starting Under Armour backcourt in Dallas this year with Seth and him. So Under yeah, Armour's that's, that's cool. people will probably be at all of our games. Uh, Harrison Barnes said, before we drafted Dennis, there was a chance that I would have to play some backup point guard. What? I don't know where that came from because I'm like, bro, we have like 15,000 point guards on our team. <laughs> that was so weird. Like Yogi, JJ, and Devin are under contract. Under contract. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of funny. What would they have to do? I can't even imagine what like would have had to happen. I don't know. I guess he means like maybe like a playmaking type of But he specifically wing. said backup point guard. Yeah, that's true. I don't know about that. Um, I found this super intriguing. But Dennis was asked a question about the rookie poll and about, oh, yeah. and you know, the rookies voting some. And then Mose, I think it was Matt Mose asked him, well, who'd you vote for? Yeah, they vote for each other. They vote for like who they think is going to be the rookie of the year and stuff Dennis like that. The vote most, like superlatives in this. And Dennis Smith voted for Dennis voted for Harry Giles. <laughs> He's not going to be the MVP, like the most valuable player in his is, team. Is there a single. Like media person out there that would vote for Harry Giles is even getting on the on a rookie team. Yeah, on, like on first or second team. He I picked Harry Giles as his rookie of the year. So, man, I don't know that. I was just uh, they I didn't was, play together. I can't think of when unless they, they played AAU ball together. Maybe, but I, Harry Giles wasn't on the um, on Adidas circuit, was he? I don't know. They have so many different. I don't think he was, playing. but. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I just, I don't know if his we just don't want Dennis to judge any talent. How about that? <laughs> he, he can yeah. play basketball. We're not putting. We're not, let's not throw him in the front office yet. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple other things, then we'll then we'll get out of here. Um, oh, Harrison Barnes was talking about how um, playing the four affected his body, and he said specifically that, that affected his three point shooting. Mm. Now, I think just opportunities for him were affected by him playing the four. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that he attributed that, his three-point shooting, to playing the four and banging in the post and stuff like that. And it's his legs. I mean, he he, re- he referenced his legs towards yeah. the end of last year of saying, you know, that's where he felt it the most, taking these bodies and these, you know, big guys down low and 
from blocking out to you know guarding him on the post. It was it was his legs that took the biggest you know banging or had the biggest effect. So we'll see how that that plays. I I asked him in that conversation that comes out on Wednesday. I asked him about playing the three and four, and he said, "Hey man, like in today's game, like it doesn't matter. It's it's like what Nick and I always say, like it's not. It's pretty much guards, wings, and bigs." And or you got to be one. You got to be all of those. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if you're Paul George, you can be all of those. You're you're a perfect player. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you know. It's just kind of beyond positions now, but it'll be really interesting to see. You know, with Dirk starting at the five, does does Barnes ever play? You know, at, at the three, uh, because what's really yeah. intriguing more with Dirk starting at the five is now we have Nerlens, Withy, and Salah all on the bench and Dwight Powell. Yeah, but at least Powell can at least play some. He of the can four. play four, but but that's but he played like, a ton at that's five. Three stand like classic centers. You know, that's none of those three guys will be on the same, on the court together. At yeah, the same time. with them doing that, I think one of Salah or Whitney is going to be gone. Yeah, uh, that would change my opinion. Yeah, for sure. After yeah. today, that makes it changes me, a lot. That makes me really think about it. So. And we'll come up probably more stuff tomorrow that we'll say, man, I didn't think about that. And we'll, you know, like, yeah. that just has a ripple effect that we don't think about. Couple, two more things. Dennis Smith Jr. said, if you let my grandma tell it, I'm going to get the MVP this year. That was a great quote. I love that. Like, the, my grandma <laughs> considers that. Then uh, when asked about Dennis Smith Jr.'s 2K character, he said, he's a monster. <laughs> Talking about his 2K Talking character. Talking about himself. <laughs> That was so funny. I love that. I, I love think, that he references 2K character as I like a Dennis different will, person. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis will be fun this year. You know, I asked Bobby Corrala at the Dirk tennis event. I said, hey, like, how, how is it, you know, as a, from a team's perspective of having Dennis, you know, like, this is your rookie. Like, like it's completely different when you have A.J. Hammonds as a rookie. I'm like, all right, yeah. here's our rookie. We got to, like, really monitor him because he's, like, 22 or 23. You almost like you don't want to use the term babysitting because you know he's he's in the league like all this stuff, but like he's still a nineteen year old. Like that's a complete. And Bobby yeah. said, "We haven't had that like in at least his little short time at the league." He said, "Well, I had a nineteen like a nineteen year old come in like any of if we have a rookie, it's an older rookie, even like Justin or you know Hammonds or like stuff like that. Like we we haven't had a nineteen year old guy, especially a nineteen year old that is going to have be one of the faces of the team." So it's just whole different from, like, PR standpoint and seeing, like, how he's going to react. Is he going to melt down after a four-game losing streak and he has to talk to the media? Is he yeah. just going to be pissed? Is he going to say some of the wrong things? Like, fans have to be ready for to expect that Dennis is going to be 19 years old and carry himself professionally the whole year in a year that maybe we might not win really the tough. most games in the world. Oh, a game that the season will be really tough. Yeah, yeah, and so and he's going to have all the opportunities. There's a difference between like being on a sucky team and you're coming off the bench and like playing his spotty. Like he's going to have he's going to feel a responsibility on him whenever we win 38 games or 40 or 35 yeah. games. You know, so that's uh, it. Was just be intriguing to see that, and I, I hope fans just keep that in perspective. That if he does say something off the wall or. If, he does show some bad body language on the court that we're like, hey, like he's freaking nineteen. Like, let's just it's not kinda, the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, and we just kind of let it let it go. But do you got something else? I was gonna mention something about me talking yeah, about Um I grabbed Nerlens. I wanted to grab Nerlens before I left today, and just kind of asked him. I don't know some questions I didn't want to ask in front of the presser. Yeah. Um, I asked him a couple of questions. You know, with Nerlens on the qualifying offer. 
he has these kind of special rights with that that he it's not a no trade clause but he has to pretty much sign off on a trade because i feel like he has his rights are he so his bird rights to the team he has to yeah. rescind his bird rights to to order to be traded to a team correct so, so he like, kind of has a no trade clause yeah and you know i think fans probably after today we've already seen um, social media on twitter he nick gone. and i he gone. he's gone he's gone and i, I mean I, I i agree i mean if i had to say like if he's going to stay next summer it looks like the signs are pointing that he's gone but if presented with a better offer nerlens noel will be gone i don't know if that offer is going to be there yeah so so i think the natural thing for a lot of fans might be hey like why don't we trade him why don't we trade him and this is just something to remember it's the same thing that darren williams had last summer or i mean last year because D will sign a one-year deal when you sign. The, yeah. Anyway, that's cap stuff. But anyway, so I asked Nerland, I said, hey, like, you had these special rights. Is there a scenario to where you won't finish the season with the Mavs? Are you going to – and, you know, he didn't say, yeah, I'm going to be a Maverick the whole year. Because he could, he could say that right now and yeah, say – Yeah, he could just squash like, it. I'm, I'm not going to put my bird rights. I'm going to be a Maverick the rest of the year. And he just said, man, that's just way too early. I let, I'm going to let my agent handle all of that. So whatever you want to say with that – pushing it out of the agent again which is yeah probably what he should do and he did you know i asked him about feelings and uh you know the summer not going as planned for him switching agent i asked him why you yeah. know why he's switching agents uh why he did um that piece i just posted on my twitter so whenever you listen to this you can check out uh the story at the smoky cuban but the, i think the most intriguing thing in the title i put of the piece is nick actually asked me this a long time ago hey like <laughs> Would you ever connect him and LeBron? And I always joked and said, yeah. no, like, Nerlens ain't, like, big enough for LeBron. Well, I actually kind of believe a little bit of it now. So, because Nerlens <laughs> said, I asked him about uh, these, you know, some of these videos coming out of him uh, being in these pickup games in L.A. over the summer. Yeah. And working, you know, and, and playing with LeBron. And he said, man, like, he, he, like, lit up and he, like, glowed when I asked him about that. And he said, yeah, man, like, it was great. I, I worked out individually with LeBron uh, different times. Uh, he's one of the greatest players to ever plays. The greatest player in the game right now. Yeah. Um, he just bragged upon LeBron, but it's just the fact that I mean he worked out individually with LeBron. I mean that's not every player in the league's doing that. So uh, I think uh, you know a friendship is obviously there, and we'll see. I don't know where that turns to later on in the future. <sighs> More speculation. <laughs> More speculation. That's what we do. More stuff to talk about. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. This is the Media Day edition. We'll have more coming at you guys in the next couple of days. Training camp starts tomorrow. Training camp start, starts tomorrow. The first game is on Monday. Yeah, weeks from today. Gosh, not ready. Milwaukee Bucks. Hopefully Dennis Smith can <laughs> yam on somebody. I'm excited. Hopefully it's Giannis. Just all the all that arm and then all that hops. I do. I do. I do want to end. Can I? I want to end the pod on something positive because. I tend to, you know, sway positive. Yeah, because you basically – we tried to just end the pod on saying that Nerlens is going to go play with LeBron in L.A. That's what yeah. we just tried to end it on. Let's try to end on something better. And I, I, I was right beside uh, Doyle when uh, y'all are probably uh, have already listened to Doyle and Nick talk about Josh McRoberts. No, but that'll, come up, that'll come out later. But. Okay. Um, but Doyle made it – and Doyle said – and I agree with it. He said oh. – no, 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 no. Okay. Dole, Dole said uh, <laughs> Dole said it was a positive vibe around the team. Like yeah, it was an upbeat yeah. vibe, and, and and I agree with that. Like everybody was in a good mood. It wasn't. I don't think we. I think everybody's just realistic. Like I don't. It's not about titles. You know, this year it's not. It's we're gonna ride the hype around. You know, besides the Nerland stuff. Like the Nerland stuff was a little like you know, okay, we got to get through this. But like it's Dirk's twentieth season. Yeah. Just the. Just everything with that. It's Dennis Smith Jr., the hype around him. And 
there's excitement and the team's excited the nike gear looks freaking awesome man like that's gonna take so much of my money but <laughs> they had so much uh, so cool gear but no it's just it was just a really good vibe it's good for us to be back it was yep. fun to be back into the groove I liked it. but the team's excited it's gonna be a fun year enjoy the mavericks for who they are enjoy the stage yep. that we're in enjoy one of dirk's last years enjoy dennis's first year there's going to be a bunch of highlight plays. It's going to be fun. They're going to play at a faster pace, which a lot of fans will like that. It's not going to be like a boring half-court thing. So just get excited. The season's going to be a fun season. And um, I don't know. There's a lot to be excited about going forward. And then we can gear up because Mark Cuban just said he's considering a 2020 presidential campaign. 10% uh, yes, 90% no. <laughs> no comment. He rides this line forever. He just 10% says, yes. We'll see. All right. We'll see Cuban, Cuban 2020. But, yeah, like Isaac said, it was exciting. And the, the team is calibrated. They know who they are. They know that they're, you know, they're going to fight for the playoffs, but they're not in any delusion that they have to make the playoffs. And if they don't, that it's not a successful season. For sure. So be excited about that. Thanks so much for joining us on Lockdown Mavericks. Continue to subscribe. Follow us at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac Harris NBA. We appreciate it, guys. Peace out. Boom.